Welcome to the Nutramedical Report and Clay and Iron Show. The website's Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I, medical.com and clayandiron.com. And we'll be taking your calls. This is a two-hour special with our guest, Alan Watt, who will be on the program regularly because he has such a tremendous insight. And do visit his website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Do support him by getting his materials, his tapes, his, his uh, documentary information. Very important in this very grave time. Uh, when we have the Queen announcing on the 400th anniversary of the Jonestown, Virginia colony that she's going to pay a green tax that doesn't exist, and of course part of their plan is they want to tax us $50 for all the carbon dioxide universe breathes out, they want to control the world population and cull the human herd. It's all very evil, and these global uh, Luciferians need to be dealt with, firstly intellectually, because they're not being taught properly in the schools. The schools are a place of disinformation. And by and large, most of the churches are as well. So uh, you're going to have a lot of those confusions cleared up today with a dialogue with Alan Watt. And I want to get right into the program because we want to take your questions and calls at 866-582-9933. And, of course, this latest story is just uh, hard to believe, but the Queen actually said she's going to pay a carbon tax. So I want to get right into the program with Alan Watt, our expert, who uh, spoke on many radio shows this tremendous number of document, uh, documentary information, uh, tapes, DVDs, books, etc., information that uh, we'll talk about during the program. So welcome to the program, Alan Watt. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on. Alan, tell, tell us some of the materials that you have now, and then we'll kind of touch base that's available on your site, because as we support people like you, you're able to get your word out on all the radio network shows. You're able to get people thinking about what's going on to their constitutional rights, whether you live in Canada, Britain, the United States, South Africa, Australia, India, China, uh, European countries, wherever you live, these principles apply, and the globalists literally are global. Their plans are they've infiltrated every aspect of business, corporations, and the elite are now marching very quickly toward the precipice. And uh, you know, my information is that many of the people that are members of CFR and so on are not at all in agreement with the current, what I call, death march of the Illuminati. So um, tell us some of the materials you have, and then uh, I guess we'll start with the basics and then uh, really move up quickly toward this latest dialectic of uh, intellectual foolishness called the global warming caused by humans uh, yeah. and uh, the ridiculousness of their plan to strip us, uh, strip mine the West and destroy our economy and then kill us, yes. weaponizing our food and so on. So. What kinds of materials do you have available on cutting through the matrix? I've got um, three books up there for sale, uh, going through a lot of the coding that the higher groups use amongst themselves in the noble Masonic orders at the top. Right. And it's, it's a lot different from the ones at the bottom, who think it's a sort of uh, self-improvement club. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's funny. They get in there because they want to get ahead financially or intellectually. Yep. Mm -hmm. They often have these in the private... Uh, uh, you know, old boys clubs inside the universities, the law schools, the medical schools, the engineering, yes. uh, the, the grad schools, masters and PhD levels throughout the world. They're all infiltrated by these high-level Luciferian uh, Masonic organizations that have a totally different agenda at the top level than the people that are at the bottom. Yes, yeah, I go through the fact that it's a sifting process because the one thing that Masons always let go or, or, or make it known to the public, apart from their charity cover, is that if you join it, you'll get ahead. you get up the ladder, no matter what you do. And sure enough, they do uh, help each other up the ladder. 
and swear secrecy. However, those who are corruptible are tested along the way to see uh, if they have psychopathic-type natures, especially if they're in the media business, because media right. is control of the mind. And they go up into side orders, higher degrees and higher orders, way above the ones that the public even know about. Right. So I go through some of the coding in the books. Um, I also have CDs for sale on some of the, the ancient religions, ancient religions, all different ones, and some of their histories on them and how they developed, how even they were used often and taken over because uh, religion has always been used for, again, control. It goes with culture creation. And you always have kings and queens at the top who eventually become, if they're not to begin with, psychopathic, they become so. Or usurpers come in and take over. Um, so I go into how this power structure works, this big pyramid of earth. And uh, I have DVDs out there too. Uh, would I explain more of this kind of stuff to, to people because the culture creation um, is, is a reality it becomes a reality and we are shaped and guided um, constantly every generation is shaped and guided towards um, what you're expected to, to uh, see change in your lifetime so that you'll accept it without criticism uh, exactly and again uh, this fits exactly with the dialogue that went out in the movie 1984 that was based on the book that talked about the dialogue uh, that reality had to be what you were told it was mm -hmm. rather than what your five senses tell you yep. and if you're a critical thinker like yourself or myself that can see what's really going on you say my god uh, we're being herded into into a pen we're being poisoned we're mm -hmm. being murdered we're being disenfranchised rather than being uh, somehow thinking that these overlords are our keepers they're not there are killers. There are killers, absolutely. And even in ancient Greece, they had wars arranged between the different islands to, to cull off the population and, and prosper from it, too. And kings and queens would meet about this and discuss it. And how, how many, in fact, that even weren't killed off, how many slaves they'd taken sow, and so on. Uh, it was a going concern, this whole war business. It still is. Yeah, in fact, uh, if you go back to ancient Nimrod, um, the same dialogue was going on with... Uh, with, you know, it says Nimrod, you know, was uh, uh, in the Bible. The talks about is, have, is having his face in the, the face of the of the Lord. You know, what it really meant was, as a historical record, it meant that he was sent to, in both the rabble to create the problem, uh, just like our SAS forces from Britain and the uh, special forces Delta do in the United States, etc. Go into these places and blow up the mosques and the in uh, the. Sunni areas or the Shiite areas, and then they come in afterward and try to create some kind of peace after they've created a civil war and a dialectic of destruction. Absolutely. The very, very old techniques, it always works because the public want to believe their leaders is a tribal instinct. They understand this very well. And so they create the problem and point a finger somewhere, and you immediately go into battle to kill off who the enemy is supposed to be. Or the whole population gets laws put on them to restrict all of their freedoms and rights. So you accomplish many things through war. As Carol quickly said, war mainly is to create um, social change on, on the sides of all, all uh, conflicting parties. It's the fastest way to do it. Yeah, so it accelerates something that might have taken hundreds or thousands of years uh -huh. in a matter of a decade or two. Yeah, he, he said you, you could accomplish more in five years of war than 50 years of peace on a social level. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a remarkable statement. Mm -hmm. 
Um, now, in terms of what's going on with the 400th anniversary of the Jonestown, uh, Virginia colony, mm-hmm. uh, it's remarkable that the Queen announced that she's going to pay a carbon tax, <laughs> which doesn't exist. And, of course, these globalists, the United Nations, her husband uh, uh, is the titular head of the of the highest level of masonry in mm-hmm. Britain, yep. and he uh, said he wanted to come back as he resurrected a uh, killer virus, virus. to kill most of the world's population. That was over a decade ago. Yeah, uh, I'm certain he hasn't changed his viewpoint. Then. Oh, that, that that man, you know, has opened his mouth for all his life. Don't forget that he was thrown out of Greece with all of his families. The British public only found out. Not only were they paying for the Queen and all her castles and servants and parties. But they're also paying for 80 different families of his relatives that they brought over from Greece as well. Really? Even though he came from Greece, um, he was actually Prussian, as they all are, you know. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, they're all related and interbred. And, but yeah, he said back in the, the 1970s that the British working man was just too lazy. And if he could only try and compete with the hardworking Germans, uh, they'd get a, a, on in the world, yeah. yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And of course, uh, they also create the dialectic of the Second World War to get rid of those who balk against their uh, their dialectics of, of uh, so they destroy those that they want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you mentioned with uh, Eric John Phelps, this is an amazing topic, and we want to open the discussion too regarding uh, the environmental hegemony, the plan for world global eugenics, the weaponization of our food, and now the union between North America and Europe is now same time the Queen is visiting North America, an interesting phenomenon. We'll be back in a moment with Alvin Watts. Cutting through the Matrix.com. Stay tuned. Are you tired of searching for Great Talk Radio? Well, search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. back to the Nutramedical Report. And again, we're going to be dealing with some what are called mind pathogens or abnormal thought patterns that we've been trained since we went to our school systems and the schools are designed to make us no longer know how to think. Uh, but we're going to try to open your mind up today to the truth, the reality, and it's becoming very evident because they're heating the beakers in which we as frogs are sitting too quickly. So we're now realizing they're not just trying to warm us, they're trying to cook us. So Alan... Uh, let's uh, explain what's going on in these beakers because things mm-hmm. are really getting pretty obvious with Igor, I mean Al Gore, mm-hmm. uh, continuing to race around with this little PowerPoint yeah. talk about global warming, the carbon tax. Uh, the Queen is now going to say <laughs> she's going to pay a carbon tax. We're talking about North American uh, and European Union, even before the North American Union is a fait accompli, which they're proceeding while well, they lie to us that it hasn't been going on for years, mm-hmm. uh, that they're making a North American Union and dismantling our nations and our constitutional rights in Canada, the United States, Mexico, mm-hmm. and then, of course, making a trade zone for the advantage of these corporatist uh, Luciferian elite. Well, they're going to loot the planet. They always do. They love the booty because they're pirates, you see. Right. They, ran, they were the pirates. They hired the pirates. They were all masons, too. And uh, that's the skull and bones flag that they, they raised for the pirate flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. That's what it was. Right. And they all work for the Queen of England and Francis Drake and all those boys. Yeah, but there's nothing's changed. The high-level uh, Luciferian. Yeah. So what Britain did, and remember, to Britain, um, which is a corporation itself, 
um, also created some of the first international corp- uh, corporations, such as the, the British East India Company. Uh, only the elite and their, re- and their members of the elite could buy shares in that company. Today they call them, they're still in existence, they call them crown corporations in Commonwealth countries, right. the British Commonwealth countries. Crown corporations, every, every government's got one, Canada's got a whole bunch of them. Right. The general public can't buy the shares, it's only the high boys uh, well-connected who can get shares in it who are also in government at the top levels. So uh, we are privatized, we've been privatized for an awful long time. Oh yes, yeah. And we, we, people fear, fail to realize that um, George Orwell's father was a, a, a bureaucrat uh, who was the, the, the lieutenant governor of Burma for the British government. And his job, he was the officer in control of opium production. And it was a, a member of parliament back in the 1920s who had got a whiff of this and, and he brought it up in Parliament, he said, he said, I've just heard that we actually have um, a plantation producing opium, and it's a shell corporation, a dummy corporation, belonging to the royal family. And that blew all over the papers at the time. It was true. Right. Of course, because MI6 fathered the CIA. Mm-hmm. MI6 is the reason why we're over in Afghanistan uh, and the global trade in drugs, which is an estimated 500 to 700 billion per year worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this pays for all kinds of very nefarious projects for their matrix of paying off the lower levels of the evil cabal that they they do all the way from the corporations and even the national security agencies. These mm-hmm. other agencies are all connected at the top like an octopus. Yes. Uh, through a project, uh, is so unbelievably. Mm-hmm. Uh, sculpted that most people say if you tell them this they can't believe it they They can't believe it our world is with all these television dramas and and movies about cops and detectives and how upright they are and so concerned about doing their job correctly to protect the public that's the fake image we're all given in the culture creation business and uh, that is propaganda you're you're a caring FBI officer like the whistleblowers up in uh, Minnesota you get stomped on by your seniors because the seniors were promoted were promoted just because they were psychopathic, because they were mm-hmm. vicious, because they would do the marching orders, just like the questions given to our Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. To become a SEAL, you have to be willing to shoot and kill Grandma yeah. if you won't get into the rail car quickly enough to get her shackles on. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. It's one of the questions they ask, would you kill an American citizen if ordered under any circumstances? If you answer yes, mm-hmm. and if you have the mental and a physical metal, you can become a SEAL. But if you That's say, right. no, I will not shoot a grandma, in fact, I'm going to shoot you in the head for telling me to shoot grandma, then you're not a SEAL. That's right. That's what they do inside these cabals. Mm-hmm. That's why all these families become progressively more psychopathic, and they induct more people into their family and marry other families that are by themselves mm-hmm. psychopathic as well. Yes, absolutely. And even Plato went into that whole technique of inbreeding humans for specific tasks and purposes. Right. And uh, the elite himself should only marry the elite uh, to keep certain traits and qualities. And he likened them to breeding domesticated dogs. You can breed a quality out or in. If you want a guard dog, you want a big, rough guard dog. If you want a uh, a happy little uh, uh, companion, you'll get a Labrador. So uh, that's what they've done with people as well. And and they understood these techniques way back then perfectly well. And what they've done, too, for example, the Rhodes Society is they 
they get the best and brightest, and then they re- they watch them for a period of time. Once they're highly qualified and mm-hmm. been picked as a road scholar, and they only take all the top twenty percent that happen to be psychopathic tendencies, yes. that be intellectually superior, mm-hmm. but they'll take all the twenty percent psychopaths at the top and mm-hmm. say, "Well, they're bright and they're psychopathic. They're going to go places." In fact, it's part of the. Uh, there's actually um, a list of qualities you must have to be a road scholar. Right. And it's public, it's, it's official, it's published. And, and one of those qualities was, you, even though you've, you've been involved in social organizations at university and so on, it said you must have the ability to become, be completely ruthless when required. Right. That's official from the, yeah. That's official, yeah. Mm-hmm. So official ruthlessness, uh-huh. I see. So uh, when people think that it's so wonderful to have these road scholars, they should realize that they've been breeding devils. Yes. And what I call corporate uh, parasites on the body of humanity, uh, which is about to have to shake off this uh, disease that, because uh, honestly, uh, we can't tolerate it any longer. It's now mm-hmm. time to get out the guillotines. It's time to stop the foolishness. It's time for the people that are in the elite to realize they're going to lose everything. The people that, um, that are, let's say, CFR members who don't like what's going on, join with us. Uh, realize that we know what's going on. We know that the people at the very top aren't interested in you just getting richer or more powerful. It's not even for good for American geopolitics or for even good corporate uh, finances. We have zero-point energy. We've got suppressed technology. We can have an expanding economy for the wealthy. They can get wealthier. But the global elite are so twisted, they're not even interested just in wealth. They want power, and they want blood. They want to have mass death. And they want to have these things happen uh, on a repeated basis. And they've been doing it for thousands of years. They have. In fact, the, the history books are full of uh, time periods where certain conquerors came in, took over little countries, and over generations of inbreeding uh, and, and having their mates selected for them by high priesthoods, really, genealogies, um, they became more and more psychopathic until they always turn. They always turn on the public because they're terrified of the public uh, ever revolting against them. Well, they should be terrified now because, believe me, I, as one of the, uh, quote, sheep, have gotten very big muscles, very long claws, titanium teeth, and we're going for them now. We're no longer going to tolerate any more of their foolishness. No means no to the national ID. No means no to the carbon tax. No means no to administrative law and regionalization. No means no to uh, mind control and shipping of the population and brain interface chips. No means no. And uh, people need to realize this is not a joke. It's not. We're not. Uh, we're trying to literally give you emergency training here. With Alan Locke, one of the top experts in the world. Get his materials. Get educated. Realize the hour is very late. CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Alan Watt. We'll be back in a moment with your questions and comments. Eight six six five eight two ninety nine thirty three. to the Nutramedical Report, a two-hour special today with Alan Watt cutting through the matrix.com, and we do welcome whistleblowers. We welcome people at the top, too. We welcome corporate heads like CFR members. We welcome people in the elite that know that what's going on in their world is not right. They're very concerned. Some will go and write under pseudonyms. They have to understand that 
uh, even as they rise to whatever level they are at, because they're willing to do certain things that are good or bad, because they're masters of light and darkness, above them are considerably more evil people that are willing to even just seek death. Not profit, not sex, not possessions, just death. These people at the top are totally psychopathic. They are serial nation killers. They're killers of people. They're degraders of the human and the environment of the world. They're killers of species. We need to realize we're dealing with maniacs and devils at the top. And those who understand this, who do have some power, we need to have to join hands with you, whistleblowers and those who are in these positions that belong to organizations like the CFR. I think people need to realize that they need to see the light and realize that we together can stop these these maniacs that have now got the levers of power. They use things like, uh, last night we talked about this with Mike Friend, where they actually alter the database at the U.S. Marine Corps uh, offices there, the MMSB, so that they can uh, promote people who are psychopathic with inside the military and then, of course, do favors for each other. They'll threaten other officers. They'll try to promote only those people who will work in their little network. And the same thing has happened throughout all of the intelligence community. That's why we have people like Buzzy Krongard, third in power at the CIA at the time of 9-11, uh, trading millions of dollars of shares of United Airlines. This is an example of the evil that's tied to corporations. We see it with the NSA. A huge chunk of their budget is industrial espionage, literally mining data from phone conversations, faxes, and others, not for the sake of national security, but for passing this information on to corporations that have kickbacks and are connected. Uh, and then, of course, the majority of the drug trade coming into America is sponsored and brought in by the Department of the Justice, the DEA, and whitewashed through uh, sanctioned banks like the Chase Manhattan Bank of New York. This is the kind of evil that's going on, and people need to realize it's not an anomaly. It's not an unusual situation. It's the reason why we have things like the Oklahoma City bombing, because they blew up the MENA Arkansas documents. They blew up the documents about bringing over the NASA and the mind control scientists from Germany. All of these things are done as a standard procedure. It's not an unusual situation, is it, Alan? Not at all. Again, we only believe what's uh, projected to us via television, movies, fictional accounts of things, and rewritten history. They're always rewriting history right. to give it official versions. Because we want to believe our tribal leaders against the tribal instinct um, to do no wrong. They've got our best interests at heart. Whereas, in fact, I mean, the wolves, the wolves are the good shepherds now. And, and we are the sheep, and sheep uh, are going to be eaten. And, and the shepherd only has you because you're economically viable for them. You're producing something for them. Yeah, and if you happen to have talents or if you understand it, they love to try to multiply, try to do it. Doctor, you mentioned before the mm -hmm. program that you were contacted last year mm -hmm. uh, and given the sky, literally, mm -hmm. because you understand the dialectics of the evil they're trying to propound upon the population. And mm -hmm. they've approached me multiple times, and I've told them, the heck with you, there's no way mm -hmm. they can go to hell. I'm not going to let mankind be eaten by these monsters. I'm not going to let our world be destroyed and the species and our planet die. Mm -hmm. I'm not at the hands of... Uh, cyclic things, which of course always happen to the planet, but mm -hmm. at the hands of these maniacs and idiots that tell us that they, if they pay for a carbon tax, somehow it's going to save the planet, mm -hmm. uh, which is totally ridiculous, because if the Queen spends $6,000, let's say, to fly to uh, the ceremonies for 400th anniversary of the Jonestown, Virginia's mm -hmm. colony, 
that doesn't reduce the amount of carbon, even if it was the cause of global warming, coming out of the back end of her jet. It's just yes. ridiculous. Yes, in fact, so they had a, a party about two years ago at Buckingham Palace that cost uh, quite a few million pounds just for this party of relatives. Right. And Prince Philip had a, a jet, an RAF jet, fly over to different countries in Europe looking for a particular bottle of wine that was very hard to get a hold of. And, and stuff like this. This is how they spend money. However, people forget too. In the 1970s, a new tax was brought in in Britain uh, when it was disclosed just how much money it was costing the British public to keep the royal family and all of the hundreds of connected families uh, in, in their style of living. And it came out at the end. She said, she said, um, okay, I'm going to start paying a tax to make the public happy. When a Man Alive series, Man Alive is like 60 Minutes, right. did an investigation on who her accountants were, they could even get through the gates of this huge estate where all the elites have their banking done and their accountancy done, and they couldn't trace any tax returns because it's all all her money was shipped all over the planet. Right. Elton John came out at the time, and he was asked what he thought about it because it was going to hit the, the stars as well. And he was honest about it. He says, they always leave loopholes for we, the wealthy, he says, in there, so we won't suffer at all. <laughs> and then that's the real fact. The fact is that the poor pay taxes and the rich uh-huh. pay nothing. Well, it's just like Leonard Cohen said. It says the rich get rich and the poor get poor in one of his songs. And, and that's been the way of it all uh, since money was created. Uh, that's the whole con game of money, unfortunately. It enables them to, to set up their particular type of system. Whereas in a pre-monetary situation, uh, they couldn't hire a gang or an army to go and conquer and take over anybody. So psychopaths prosper in an economic system based on money, and they always make sure they're in charge of the money. Yeah, exactly, and of course that's, that's the key. The, and this fractional reserve money is the most foolish thing in the world. We literally have our birth certificates photocopied and kept as chattel mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and used as a straw man against the debt, so they consider us as their property. That's how yes. the this is. And people don't realize that it's a real situation. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, you're, you're economically viable. And even people who, who emigrate to different countries uh, go through all these form fillings and so on on two countries because it's two countries, two governments, just, uh, fighting over who now has the right to tax you, uh, who, who now owns you as a citizen. Yeah, you're talking about if you have dual citizenship like I do. Uh, it, yeah, if, if you're immigrating to another country and you apply uh, uh, to, at a consulate to, for immigration status, right. all the paperwork is about that. It's a transfer in terms of property. You're the property being transferred from one gang to the next. Right. That's all it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, the, and, of course, when they set up these regionalization, the next thing, of course, is uh, they planned this value-added tax of VAT. In fact, at the time Canada uh, got the VAT tax, which is roughly mm-hmm. 25 years ago, yeah. they um, said, of course, they, that the minister at the time said, oh, we'll get rid of the income tax. Of course, they never did. Mm-hmm. But uh, what they did is they have this uh, GST. General sales tax. tax. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they want to harmonize everything. So they're harmonizing the police. They're harmonizing social services. They're harmonizing administrative law and licensing. Mm-hmm. They even have harmonization of the of the overseeing boards for the various professions? It's gone further. It's gone further. It's been declared here in Canada that even uh, certain levels of bureaucrats in the federal 
governments of Canada and the states can apply for similar departments in the U.S. governments. So they're already merging them. It's merged. Yeah, yeah I know. And the fact is they tell us it's not merged, but it has actually merged. Yes, it has. That's what I find most amazing is they lie right to your face and they think mm-hmm. it's quite fine that they can do that. Well, you never, you see, you never tell the children the truth. That's what they go by. You never tell the children the truth. They won't understand, poor dears. So you must lie to them to the bitter end. Uh Oh, my gosh. Uh That's how simple it is. That's so obscene, isn't Mm -hmm. it? But that's how they talk. Uh Yeah. Yeah, and and I knew that the the European Union was well underway. And back in the the, the 70s, I traveled all over Europe. I got to talk to top politicians, some of whom now in different countries work at the United Nations. And they would tell me about the upcoming union and how they were slowly merging it all, and the public would never be aware until it was done. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, And it's all very obvious. We're going to be going an hour or two with uh, Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Monday Show, 7th of May, 2007. So uh, let's get back to our program. We do have some callers. Kate in Illinois, you have some questions for on any topic, whether it's uh, the New World Disorder or uh, medical. But, of course, with our expert, uh, Alan Watt, today, uh, and some of the statements made by the Queen, it certainly seems like they're moving very quickly in their agenda. Your, your questions, Kate. Oh, hi. Um, I have two questions. Um, they might be a little off topic. The first one is, um, well, for both of you, I was al- I always wondered about psychotherapy. I always kind of think that um, psychotherapy was kind of developed to destroy, you know, rugged individualism. I don't know if either of you feel that that's true, um, you know, make people passive and weak. Um, that's the first question. The second is, I had read somewhere that Alan's father was a Freemason. Is that true? No, my grand a grandfather who was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, virtually no one on this planet who's in the Western world who hasn't got a Freemason mm-hmm. relative. Uh, when, in fact, the best candidate is someone who's gone into uh, Freemasonry or some other Freemason type of religion like uh, Mormonism and come out and understood once they've gone to the temple that it is uh, patently... Uh, Freemasonic in its basis. And when you understand the dialectics, especially as you get higher, in the lower levels, most of the people, the porch masons, don't understand anything. They just think it's a good, nice club to go to to meet other men and maybe to get ahead of, uh, in your in your career, whether you're in medicine, law, engineering, or just uh, in one of the trades. But as you get higher and higher, and they vet people as they get higher and up, it gets more and more twisted, evil, and it's harder and harder to get out. It's like a snare. If you ever done rabbit snaring, the rabbit shoves its head through the snare, and then it can't get out because it cinches down in the neck. And that's how masonry works. And, and often, too, you must remember, um, sometimes it's only the wife that's a member of the Eastern Star. Uh, and there's many other names for the same thing, you see. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and there are other names in other religions, too. There's other, there are Masonic-type traditions that go literally in every religion and every culture on the planet they call it different things yeah, I think there are over 270 different fraternities and they're all linked together with the same oaths etc they're all Masonic uh-huh. yeah that's why when the, the Germans were going over and having a dialogue with the uh, the shoguns of Japan they were able to uh, use signs and, and uh, mm-hmm. things that are very ancient that 
they could uh, know that they were from the same ancient uh, dialectics of control. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, believe it or not, that far apart, Germany, Japan, and yet they could literally know that they were speaking on the same level. Okay. Yes, uh, any other questions, Kate? Um, about the psychotherapy and psychology, and well, had any thoughts on that? Yeah, psychotherapy, first off, uh, just to give you a little personal story, um, the uh, mind control projects, which originated in Germany, and you'll notice that the, in, in the original developers of psychiatry and medicine, which I believe is a cult that has actually internalized into the body of medicine, uh, were all tied with, with literally drugging their patients. Freud himself was a cocaine user, and he gave it to his patients. We know that uh, most of the mind-controlled drugs that are now used by psychiatrists came out of uh, MI6 and CIA-funded mind-control projects in the, and over in the uh, Gulag Archipelago in the former Soviet Union. So that, uh, no, you're, you're quite right. Uh, well, what, what they, 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 one of their big meetings, Beria, who was the head of the NKVD back in the 1930s of the Soviet Union, uh, gave a common turn meeting International Communist uh, Association. He gave a, a lecture on this very topic, and it was tied in with uh, a, a form of uh, mind control or psychotherapy that would be shortly unleashed on, on the world, on the Western world, with a, a prestigious uh, front, which was psychiatry. And what he said, it used, it used to take us 70 years to alter culture thinking to adopt and accept a new way uh, of living which had been planned for them. He says now it's down to a fine art. We can get children and uh, every five years gap they go a step higher in indoctrination and a scientific technique. And so the psychotherapy was to prepare a world for world government uh, with a common standard of values, acceptance, uh, socially approved behavior and disapproved behavior. Uh, that's what it's all about. They tell you what the new values are. They try to adjust you into them. You will lose the real you in the process, but you'll be much more manageable for the elites. That's the purpose of it. We see it with the actions of the Queen now. She's probably, uh, and of course they're trying to say that you're a form of an eco-criminal, a misdemeanor if you have mm -hmm. more than one child. Uh, they're trying to say if you breathe out carbon dioxide, you should pay a tax mm -hmm. on how this is going to save the planet. That's not new. You know, you know her ancestor did that too. They were related to, to uh, King James of the King James Bible, who brought in the fresh air tax and the light tax, because he started taxing your windows for every pane of glass you had. And you were taxed extra if the window could open and allow air in. And so they called it the fresh air tax oh. and the light tax. That's a fact, yeah. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it, and again, these people are devils, and they're consistent devils, and they go down generational to generation, and we shouldn't tolerate them any longer. It's time uh, to have off with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It is. And, and again, because they're plunging the world toward catastrophe, they're going to destroy the ecosystems. It's not uh, that the... We could have zero-point energy, hydrogen fuel engines. Uh, Stanley Myers, for example, developed a water fuel car. Uh, the day after the government had an awards center back in the mid-'90s in Washington, D.C., after he drove his buggy across the United States with water only, they poisoned and killed him, and he died a very violent death. Mm -hmm. And this is what they do. They hide patents. They recruit into their organizations. They threaten to kill their relatives. They patch them, which is they give them a patch that they don't get the next one. 72 hours later, they die a very violent death, or they end up in underground facilities working where no one ever sees them again. 
Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so um, now we have uh, also a caller from Robert from Nova Scotia, Canada. Go ahead, Robert, your question. Hi, Dr. Dick. Well, uh, thank you for getting Alan Watt on your show today. Well, Alan's a great guy. He'll be on regularly because uh, he has a deeper understanding and a sharper tool against the New World Order than most uh, out there. He's not shy to using that tool in order to dissect away the lies and deception and the dialectic of evil that uh, is out there literally ready to pounce on all of humanity. Oh, for sure. No, he's uh, very knowledgeable. Uh, I just got a couple, couple quick questions. Uh, my friend and I were talking last night about uh, Canadian mint that's just come out with a 100-kilogram gold coin, uh, which is, for American 220 pounds of, of gold. And uh, we're just kind of wondering why uh, all of a sudden the mint would come out with a, a coin that weighs 220 pounds. And, uh, you know, like regular folks aren't going to buy it worth $2.5 million. And does that have something to do with the North American Union coming up or the Amero or the uh, economic collapse possibly coming up? I, I don't really think so. Stay on the line, Robert. And, Alan, I guess you'll be able to think up a good answer because mm-hmm. we're going to have a break for a couple minutes. We'll be right back. Alan Watt, your questions, 866-582-9933. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report and Plain Iron Show. And our expert, Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix.com. And, Robert, Nova Scotia, your question or comment for... Hello. Uh, yeah, no, I just uh, wanted to ask again about the, uh, the, the new uh, gold coin that the Canadian Mint just came up with. It's, it's a 100-kilogram coin, 220 pounds, and it's one of the, the, this coin is uh, 0.9999 pure gold, and uh, I was wondering if uh, coming up with a coin that large, which is worth $2.5 million, would that have anything to do with a uh, possible economic collapse coming up for North American Union or the Amero? Again, it's, it's, I wouldn't worry about it at all because the whole industry there is a con game anyway with the gold. The, the, the Cecil Rhodes Foundation, that was just an arm of the British government, he took the heat for taking over Africa's resources. Uh, however, the government backed him to the hilt, including uh, with the military. Uh, his job was to garnish all the diamonds and gold and, uh, and then set, help set the, the standard of gold, the price standard. Uh, uh, Rothschild was a member of his group. Uh, quite a few other members, high-connected um, members, were members of his group. And they did that a long time ago. They own the entire gold, silver, and diamond industries. Uh, they've been after the, these resources a long time ago. And they have fast reserves of them uh, when they need them for other things. But no, the, the wealthy have their money invested in other countries, um, the up-and-coming countries. And, and they will let nothing happen to China in the meantime, that way, as long as their money is put there. Yeah, but of course what they're doing, too, is uh, uh, you know they're going to move forward. They don't want to kill uh, yet the golden mm-hmm. goose, mm-hmm. but they're toxifying the population. Yeah. The people in China are being sequentially uh, yes. that Their soil is now loaded with heavy metals. If you go to some cities, I talked to one of my industrial friends who was over a few months ago in China and literally left his car outside and within matter of a few hours he had a quarter inch of rubber dust on his vehicle from rubber plants mm-hmm. nearby. Some cities haven't seen the sun for three decades mm-hmm. because there's so much clouds from use of very poor uh, you know, quality mm-hmm. brown coal and of course the mercury and so on and they fluoridate their water so now all the places in China where they do heavy fluoridation you don't see anyone with an IQ over 170 anymore. 
because it calcifies those nuclei and it prevents the brain from being intelligent. It's the same way as when you give children vaccines, the third round of vaccines, mm-hmm. they develop autism because of the ethylmercury salicylate that fries and cuts off the brain. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff goes on. And it's all by the same maniacs. Your comments, Alan. Yeah, same thing, yeah. I mean, China will have, is used for maybe a century or more for the elite. And they're also bringing down uh, the, the, the birth rate there as well because they won't need it, as many Chinese uh, in the future no. because most of us in the West will be wiped out to reduce the population to their manageable levels, a sustainable level, as they keep telling us from the United Nations. So it's a, we must remember these characters' plans ahead in centuries, and, and they'll build empires in countries, and then as, as they've demolished that or used that country, they move on. Right. And, and their plan is, of course, they want to replace the military. I've got the actual documents. They're 2010, 2025 conversion. Mm-hmm. They want to move to cybernetic yeah. uh, chimeric robots that are part human and part mm-hmm. animal that are cybernetically connected to a battle matrix. Uh, they want to move to remote-operated vehicles, both planes, jets, and uh, combats. They've actually been testing them, called a SWORD, which is an operational warrior over in Fallujah and Najaf. Nobody talks about it in the regular media, but I had uh, Will Thomas and many other contacts tell me about these operational remote-operated vehicles. Uh, their plan is to have a battle matrix where, literally, in the future, they're going to even dispense with the regular military and the armies. They'll have these super soldiers. They're testing out, for example warrior uh, baboons that are actually wet wired in their brains mm-hmm. a baboon can, can outrun a horse for, at a, uh, on, a, on a sprint and can pick up a 300 pound man and break him in two mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing we're facing in the future plus what they told me back in 1978 when they tried to recruit me to work on their super soldier program they were going to make an androgynous super soldier that would be uh, able to at 140 pounds carry a 330 pound backpack run up to 30 miles an hour, jump 20 to 25 feet, and go for a week without any food or water. Mm-hmm. That's their plan. Their plan is to create these type of weaponized human beings or machines that would be part human. They were going to actually transport genes into them so they would have the muscles of jackals, which have the highest muscle-to-strength ratio of any mammal uh, known. Uh, that's why a jackal can break. Uh, can, can literally has a stronger crushing force per square inch than even a, a tiger or a lion. Uh, 770 pounds per square inch, so uh, they can break structural steel. And that's an example of how dangerous uh, they, these people are. They really want to engineer a hellish future where everyone is chipped. They have a caste system of the mm-hmm. cybernetically and genetically enhanced and non-enhanced, and then the poisoned and the degraded and then the subhumans. And yeah. uh, they're creating, their plan is to do this sequentially. They now have labs underground where they're creating chimeric monsters and other countries, including in China, where they're you know, they're literally building clone armies as I speak. This is not just a conjecture; it's a fact that they've been succeeding, along with the Russian scientists during the Cold War, to create cloned, cybernetically enhanced super soldiers. And they've been working on it since the 1930s with the Nazis. That tradition has not gone away. These people—that's why they have writers like H.G. Wells and so on. They're all part of their plan. Your comments, Alan? It's true. Predictive programmers always. It's not that they have great imaginations or they're good science fiction writers. It's that they're, they're in on the meetings at the high levels and they get their stories or told what to write around them, 
produce the facts, write a story around it, make it exciting. The children will see this happen in their lifetime and, and they'll think it's a natural development, a natural evolution because they're now familiar with the idea. That's what predictive programming is. And so sure, yeah, they have been. Uh, that's what the Star Wars showed you too, the Star Wars series where you, you saw these guys with the suits on, no faces to any of them. They were, they were faceless. They were just numbers. And, and, and they were clones. Warriors, don't they? Only their yeah. suits were white instead of the black ones. We now have uh -huh. people in black ski masks that look just like the early Star Wars. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't because the writers had great imaginations. They knew the, the whole future and uh, what was planned. We run by a business plan. It's, it's not evolving it's, uh, by uh, half stance. It's, it's uh, a business plan. Every part of it in culture, creation, and direction is planned and formulated and put out there for us to follow. Yes, exactly. And the thing is that uh, they suppress technologies, they, mm -hmm. they steal patents, they, they uh, terminate and kill people, uh, they have corporations hide other research they just don't want people to have clean food, zero-point energy, mm -hmm. hydrogen fuel, uh, methyl hydrates, uh, solar energy. Back in the mid-'70s, they could have launched a, about a half a dozen to a dozen of these solar panels in space that would have supplied the Earth with all of the electrical energy. That doesn't even include methyl hydrates, hydrogen fuel engines, uh, nuclear fusion, which would not produce radioisotopes. All of these things have been developed, yeah. but they suppress them. It was pressed, uh, even though the Soviets, uh, it, was, it was printed all over the Western papers, had put up some of these particular um, solar-powered uh, reflectors, which could actually, if they wanted, they said they could keep, uh, they could turn night into day and make it more productive for the people to get the extended working hours. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. Uh -huh. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah. So, uh, Alan, amazing, uh, you know, your breadth of knowledge on this is so profound in the three books. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. We do have John in California. Your questions as well, 866-582-9933. Welcome back to the Neutral Medical Report, and we are taking your calls. This amazing guest, Alan Watt, he'll be back regularly to uh, Cut Through the Matrix. That's his website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. We have John in California, your questions for Alan, and then we have Daniel in Atlanta. Go ahead. And the number to call in, 866-582-9933. John, you're on the air. Oh, thank you. I have a question uh, for your guest. Um, I, as I've been studying this topic, I stumbled across an article from September 1999 from an organization called the Fraser Institute, and it's, uh, <clears throat> it's written by a fellow named Grubel, G-R-U-B-E-L, and it's called The Case for the Amero. So if anybody has a doubt that this has been in the workings for a long time, they should look that up on, on the Internet. Uh, it's called The Case for the Amero. It's, this has been planned, as you know already, uh, but in case you have a new listener or something like that, you know, for almost a decade, probably more, and the second, you know, if you know anything about that institute, I believe it's in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called the Fraser F R A S E R Institute. Mm -hmm. And then I'd, uh, I'd like to follow up uh, with an attempt at humor, if I may. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the Fraser the Fraser Inter Institute uh, is a think tank. Uh, it's employed. It's one of these, uh, again, quasi-unofficial organizations. Uh, it's affiliated with many other clubs, like the Club of Rome, 
that plans our future agenda for, and the depopulation program for us. The Fraser Institute generally tends to do with uh, wars and, and future wars, projected wars. Um, however, the money uh, creation for the Mero was discussed back in the 1980s at the free trade negotiations, which were the, was the precursor of the NAFTA. In fact, the free trade negotiations tell you much more than the NAFTA uh, tells you, because in the preambles of anything, it tells you the terminology that will be used in the NAFTA, and you have to understand what you actually mean by particular words to make sense of it. Uh, Shelley Ann Clark, who was the top senior, senior service um, worker in Ottawa, uh, who made up the books for the negotiations for Canada and the U.S., said there were two sets of books uh, that she herself grew up, one which the provincial leaders of Canada, that's like states leaders, would all see, which were the sec sort of, uh, book B, uh, whereas the book A was used only for the prime negotiators. But it was discussed there and then, and she came out and told the public this, that uh, the U.S. and Canada would be officially signed in in 2005. This was in the, the, the late 80s. And sure enough, in 2005, they had their meeting at Waco and officially signed it. But she also said um, that it would be probably completed by 2010. And they'd, they'd already talked about setting up a new government for the Americas. Uh, something like Brussels is for, for Europe. And they chose Montreal. Yeah, in fact, I heard that, too, that Montreal was uh, picked as the capital of North uh -huh. America, and I believe they've already picked a capital for South America. Too. Yes. I think it is, uh, is it Buenos Aires? Uh-huh, yeah. Yes. I, mean, I believe they picked Buenos Aires as the capital of South America. And also they discussed back in the 80s what the currency would be and how they gradually uh, merged the dollars down to the same, the same uh, buying, purchasing value, which they almost are. Right. And be easy to merge. Then the new one would come in. Yeah. Of course, the, the uh, Montreal is also the head, by the way, of the uh, Jesuit Illuminati for North America, and has been for over three centuries. It still goes by the Napoleonic Code, so they have a It's very much like um, uh, parts of Europe. Uh, uh, the Napoleonic Code gives the banks almost free reign there to do what they want, tax-free, etc. Right. You think that the currency has already been printed or uh -huh. minted? Yeah, in fact, I got mm -hmm. reports uh, that it has been delivered already yeah. uh, several months ago to a bank, uh, one bank at least I know for absolute certain, uh, the uh, Chief Manhattan uh, Bank branch uh, in a city bank in, um, um, in Phoenix, Arizona. That's from uh, several different sources, the same report. Mm -hmm. How appropriate is Phoenix, you know, the world currency eventually by, what, 2018, I believe? Yeah, they want to basically have regionalized currencies like a, a North American currency, a euro, and these other uh, Asian currencies into probably three or, or four regional currencies and then eventually to amalgamate them. Your comments, uh, Ellen? Yes, and, and then they will be amalgamated to, into a brand new global currency uh, headed by the World Bank for the United Nations. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. That's very enlightening. Oh, you're, you're welcome, John. Thank can you for a uh, call back if you have any more wait, questions. Can I try the joke? It's clean. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, since these beasts don't think very highly of us, I don't mind making a little bit of crack, you know, trying to crack a joke, because I don't, I'm not going to let them take my sense of humor. Uh, but anyway, what does every high-level blind Freemason require to facilitate ambulation? An all-seeing eye dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah.
Take that, Al. Thanks, that's good. Uh, Daniel in Atlanta, your question for uh, Alan Watts or myself. Go ahead. Yes, um, I, I have a question for your guest, and I have one for you, Dr. Diesel. But sure. my first question is, um, is he aware of the technology that they have, which uh, they can uh, raise the hurricane, they, yeah. they can hurricane go from a Category 1 to a Category 5, mm-hmm. and also um, tsunami causing technology that they already have in the works for yeah. the past, mm-hmm. what, 70 years now? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you sound like you've been reading. <laughs> yes, I have yes. <laughs> Well, the father of the H-bomb, the hydrogen bomb, was Teller. And Teller they had a protege who was taken over from him. But Teller was the first one to come out, uh, suggesting they could use harp technology coupled with the spraying of, in the skies of aerosolized uh, particles of metals, various metals. Like um, aluminum that are 10,000 times more toxic than lead in your nervous system yes. and your DNA. And he suggested do it to the entire planet. He said we can either cause, by depending on the formulas and the chemicals they'd add to it, they could cause global warming or freezing. And, uh, and, and they had vast uh, plans made to, to bring... Uh, now, they tried the freezing part out, and then they found out it was easier and more efficient to, to cause global warming by doing it. And there are other effects, too, because with the harp technology, with a, a, a secondary wave attached to it, they found that it was very easy to manipulate the minds of entire populations of people. Zygmunt Brzezinski talked about this in his book, Between Two Ages, in the part called the Technotronic Era. He says shortly uh, a weapon will be unleashed on the public uh, to which they'll be completely oblivious but will be affecting their minds and directing them. And he was talking about the harp technologies. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I'll be uh, talking about this in San Diego, uh, Los Angeles on the, San Diego on the 13th, Los Angeles on the 19th, and, and that's in Santa Monica at the Unurban Cafe on the 19th and on the 20th at St. Herman's Hall. Um, uh, about this, in fact, about the psychotronic warfare, uh, Tom Bearden describes it very, very aptly in terms of the technology uh, developed uh, by Dr. Delgado at Yale University, another skull and bones, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these technologies put forward to start it off with the Tavistock Institute in Britain, uh, tied with Cambridge University, uh, the uh, John Hopkins Hospital and, and uh, Complex Research Hospital connected with the M- and National Security Agency, the Montreal Neurological UC Irvine, UCLA, VA Hospital Systems, mm-hmm. uh, the Manager Institute in Topeka, Kansas, and many other institutions in Europe and elsewhere, all designed and moving toward with the Russian scientists and, and European scientists toward mind control and the ultimate attack on consciousness, and they are getting ready. We have all these, quote, mm-hmm. non-lethal and scalar weapons. They have a pain ray that can cause short uh, standing uh, microwaves that cause extreme pain by activating the pain matrix uh, mm-hmm. right in your skin. That's right. Weapons that can paralyze you. In fact, I talked to a contractor recently uh, that they actually are erecting a fence, a U.S. contractor erecting a fence between Saudi Arabia and Yemen that could actually give you, firstly, a warning that you go into a state of fear, and if you mm-hmm. proceed further toward this, and it's open poles that are like uh, so many yards apart, uh, it paralyzes you and drops you to the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and this is old technology. Yeah. It's old technology. They're not just testing it. It's It's been proven. No, it's about 30 years plus. Well, even, uh, even Tesla, Nikola Tesla, who developed the standing waves, one of his main jobs was working on this, this kind of technology, non-lethal weaponry. And he was rather enthusiastic about it. He says, I could now, if I want to, wipe out entire cities or put them to sleep. Right. Yeah. amazing. We'll be back in just a moment with Alan Watt. Your questions, stay tuned.
welcome back to the Nutramedical Report, and we do have callers for Alan Watt. Uh, Sherry, your, your comments and questions now. If you'd like to make uh, a quick question for uh, Alan Watt, go right ahead. Yes, gentlemen, thank you so much for your efforts. I have two questions. The first one relating to white gold or Ormus or uh, Starfire. Well, it's my understanding in researching it that it's uh, sometimes connected to the concept of immortality. And when I think about this entire body of information being talked about today, it's really difficult for me to believe that this type of sinister uh, activity is carried generation to generation. Yes. Is there a possibility that there are some here that don't have necessarily the same lifespan that we do and are really the people behind uh, the puppets, if you will. Are you talking about you mean uh, beings that are uh, that live much longer that are not normal human beings? You mean? Well, I don't know uh, what origin they might be, but that they would have a longer lifespan and therefore able to carry the continuity of the plan. Because even the best business plan, if it's turned over to a new group, uh, may be altered. So my question yeah, you're, you're, is, I know you're, you're puzzled by the fact that they're so consistently evil yeah. and so consistently uh, plotting and planning over uh, literally hundreds of generations. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, your, your comment, your answer, uh, Alan. I have a couple of uh, suggestions too, but go ahead, Alan. Your your comments. Well, we know that when the Rosicrucians came out, and knowledge has always been power, so higher knowledge is always kept secret from the public, and the Rosicrucians in the 15th century uh, did offer out into the public for those who would serve them and serve them well towards the great work uh, they would be given life extension we know that they were, they were offered this it's in their old writings the genuine ones now they had this as long ago as 500 years ago they've been using homeopathics the queen's own physicians mm-hmm. have been homeopathic physicians for over 500 years yes and and the, the queen has her own dairy herds her own cattle herds uh, she has her own tenant farmers where it's all organic food. They don't use chemicals. Nothing's modified. Um, so they make sure that they themselves eat uh, good food and have good nutrition. Yeah, they also have uh, access to libraries that you don't, uh, the regular. Yes. Only 4% of the public knowledge, even at the Ph.D. level, is available to Ph.D. Uh, I've had four professors confirm that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, uh, most of this information is hidden away in we call compartmentalized uh, super areas, mm-hmm. and if you get it, uh, if you get elevated into them, mm-hmm. you tried to recruit me to work for Dr. Tortolot on the Super Soldier Program and Mind Control Project. Yeah. His own personal budget the previous year was almost $24 million, and he said, whatever you want. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can justify the need for the equipment, they'll build it for you anywhere in the world. They'll ship it to you, whatever you want. Yes, and here in Canada, we have a, a Dr. David Suzuki, who is a geneticist, but he does nature programs on behalf of World Wildlife Fund. Right. And Prince Philip, of course, is the head of the, that particular organization. And David Suzuki, who is an elitist himself and is now championing for Canada the whole environmental movement and the reasons we must all change our way of living, um, he himself on a national television here stated that we now have the ability to make a person live to 500 years by stopping the time gene. He said, and he is a geneticist. Five years ago, the time gene. I belong to the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, and I have Mm -hmm. technologies on my website right now that can probably increase the human lifespan 30 to 50% today. Mm -hmm. But they're hiding things they don't want you to find out that human beings can live 500 years because 
if you have 150 to 250 year olds, you're not going to be able to pull off too many scams mm-hmm. because those seniors, if they have all their clues around and they have the equivalent of multiple lifespans and they're still physically and mentally fit, they're not going to be fooled by the dialectics of evil from these monsters. Absolutely, and they've also destroyed the family unit. They said they'd have to do that uh, in their own writings a hundred odd years ago, actually 200 years ago because um, they did not want information passed on from the elders to the younger. Right. And that's pretty well been accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, so yeah, and the other thing that goes on is on a, a spiritual level, we have to understand that we're dealing with a, uh, with a demonic activity. We're dealing with spiritual activity that doesn't fit the typical religious mold, but uh, I call it macrobes. We're dealing with, uh, with what you want to call dark energy, negative intention, evil, uh, that's, uh, that literally feeds like a parasite upon the population. And these, these uh, inbred families pass this down like a parasite from one generation to the next with their ceremonies, their inbreeding, and everything else. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising that they can have this control matrix yes. uh, that manages to pass down the wealth, the property. Even um, uh, the uh, Rothschild family in Germany, the Bowers, uh, they had they, he, the original founder told his sons that they had to marry cousins, so they kept on inbreeding sequentially more and more keep the wealth within the family. Yes, in fact, it's their, it's their niece that they marry. It's their niece, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's well, still tradition, yeah. Well, we had laws here where we had to take blood tests so that we would not do that. And consanguinity, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My second question is about time. History seems to repeat itself, and it's occurred to me that perhaps everything that we know now has really always existed. And it's Bingo. simply a matter of repeating history over and over again. If that's the case, might it be that there has been a tear in the fabric of time? Um, I'm not sure even how to state it. Almost like we're caught in a mad cycle. Interesting thesis. Um, More likely we have patterns of repeat because the galactic and, and other patterns, the societal patterns, and of course as these catastrophes come, the people that know they're coming also engineer dialectics of war just like the globalists are doing now. So thank you, Ellen. That is cutting through the matrix.com. Get his material, support him. Make sure that we can uh, have these experts around to teach us this important information. Thank you, Alan. You've done a fantastic job. Thank you, everyone. Speak up now or you will be silenced. It's time to stand out whether you're a celebrity or you're a CFR and know that the New World Order is a disorder, not an order out of chaos.